Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Northeast, South, and West. Kevin Slayton with you. We welcome you in. This is the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. This is the only place you can hear the show live Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock Central Daylight Time, but you can hear it on podcast everywhere, including here, but also on Amazon, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, Anchor. We are everywhere. So you can get your, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can get us there too. And that's all day. We uh, apologize for being out yesterday. A little reaction to a new prescription uh, that I had received caused a lot of nausea. And anybody who's ever been nauseated knows that's the worst. I list these things. Back pain, headaches, nausea. Those are the three worst things you can be afflicted with that aren't life-threatening. None of those is fun. I assume delivering a baby is not fun either, but I don't know. And despite the liberals' contention, I will never know. <laughs> it shows you the level of insanity we've arrived at, doesn't it? <laughs> and after watching last night for a little while, I couldn't even take it. I was doing it for you. This is what I do. I'm, I'm a hero of some sorts because I suffered through that for almost an hour just so I could tell you what was said and what was lied about and what a fiasco it was. And it was all of those things. And that way you didn't have to watch it. Devin Nunes didn't watch it. He will tell us that here in a little bit. He couldn't, he could, he's tired of dealing with those people. Liz Cheney cemented herself as the all-time loser in political history, probably. She's going to get so wiped out in a Republican primary in Wyoming, it's not even funny. If her dad had a legacy as a two-time vice president, as well as other things with the Department of Defense, she's wiped it out. The Cheney name is mud, not only in Republican circles, but in every corner of this country after watching that fiasco last night. She willingly and openly lied in order to do one thing, try to hurt Donald Trump. This entire dog and pony show orchestrated by a Hollywood producer was put on display because, A, liberals think people in this country are morbidly stupid and will swallow their bullshit, and, B, because they hate Donald Trump. 
C, D, E, and F are also because they hate Donald Trump. And they have a goal, and that goal is to prevent Donald Trump from ever running for any office again, especially president. Why do they have that goal? Because they know they can't beat him. They know they didn't beat him the last time. If you really think they beat him, if you're one of these liberal diehards out there, or you know someone who is, and your friend really thinks they beat Donald Trump, ask them why they're so concerned about him running again. I've said this, and my analogy is a simple one. If I was coaching a team in football and we beat you 45 to nothing last week, and someone came to me and said, well, there's an unexpected opening on the schedule. Who would you like to schedule? I would say that team again. And can we schedule them 10 more times, in fact? Now, the liberals claim that Joe Biden beat Donald Trump like that. Landslide victory. Well, why are you so afraid of him then? Wouldn't you yearn for the day that he runs again so you can beat him again? My God, that should be at the top of their list. You don't hear any Republicans afraid of Hillary Clinton running again, do you? In fact, we kind of foam at the mouth. We drool over the possibility. Please do. Or Biden, for that matter. Or any one of their clowns. I don't care who they want to put up there. Shoot Cory Booker. Put him on a shooting star to the top. Let's, Let's go against him. Who do they have? They have nobody. So they decided to trot out a pack of idiots, and these people are idiots, racists, and liars. This is what leads this country. This is what the rest of the world saw last night. Idiots beyond comprehension. Liars, oh my God. And I would even add to the list traitors, because they are traitors. When you get up in front of the country and you willingly lie about things you know are untrue, you're a traitor to this country. When you're posing as someone in a leadership position, Alan Dershowitz will tell you, ignore the whole thing. Alan Dershowitz, an uber-liberal libertarian who's never voted for a Republican president in his lifetime would be my guess. You're also going to hear some of the spectacular interview with Joe Biden that Jimmy Kimmel did the other day. You talk about in-depth. Wow. Mike Wallace, in his grave, is probably thinking, I'm glad I'm dead. I couldn't compete with Jimmy Kimmel's investigative talents. He can really get to the root of the issues. We can hear from all of those people, including Congressman Troy Nels, who was at the Capitol the day of the insurrection, who spoke with some people uh, that were near the windows of the Capitol while two Cops had their guns drawn, aimed at these people. Wow. That Washington, D.C. police force and that Capitol Police Force, they're scary people. They are Nazis. Remember, not one of the people that went into the Capitol was armed. Not one. Not one of the people that marched down to the Capitol and stayed outside were armed. Not the, what do they call them, the poor boys or whatever the hell, the Proud Boys. See, I don't even know who these organizations are. They're so minuscule. But you hear the liberals talk, and it's 90% of the country. Oh, they're all Proud Boys or QAnons, whatever those are. Do you really even know what those people are, who they are? I don't even know. I know they're conservative, but I don't know what else they are. I do know what Antifa is, and I know what Black Lives Matter is. Two terrorist groups. Try as they might, the Democrats will never convince 
the American public that what happened on January 6th was an ter- organized terrorist attack spurred on by Donald Trump, incited by Donald Trump. No one believes that crap. They need to give it up. This is worse than the Russian collusion. Nobody bought that nonsense either. Every time liberals go on national TV, they make a complete ass of themselves, as if they weren't asses enough. Let's become bigger asses. And they did it again last night. How about the witnesses they called? I stopped watching after the first female cop witness started to testify. I'm so happy to know that her pawpaw is proud of her in heaven. Jeez, I'm sitting there watching. I'm going, what in the hell is this? I would rather watch the test signal. Remember the old days when at the end of the broadcast night, usually around midnight, the TV station didn't go on all night, and they, the color bars would pop up and the tone was going, I'd rather watch the color bars and the tone than these people. At least it gives me time to think. Watching these people makes me want to throw up. I was nauseated enough yesterday that I had to swallow that crap. But her papa is very proud of her because she stood up. Stood up to who? You didn't stand up to anybody. <laughs> My papa. Not only that, we're heard about January 6th being akin to the Ku Klux Klan and slavery and lynchings. Do you notice that lynchings is making a return in the language of liberals, black liberals? Lynchings. So many of them take place today. Is there, a, is there a Friday night lynching scheduled for tonight anywhere in the country? You'd think there was, listening to Democrats, especially black ones. Benny Thompson from Mississippi. I'm a Mississippian. Well, they lynchings take place all the time. His southern accent was worse than mine. But these people are such frauds. They are such frauds. Liz Cheney. Well, I think it's probably a good time to get into it, isn't it? Because we're going to hear a lot of this today, and you're going to love what you hear because you're going to laugh. And I plan to make you entertained on a Friday morning. It is, after all, Saturday Eve. This is the day the Lord created. Monday is around the corner, the day the liberals created. They should have held that thing on Monday because there would be a pall over it just as there is over Mondays, the day they created. Green Envy is getting some unassisted help from the rainmakers because the Lord has seen fit to pass some rain onto us. But Green Envy doesn't need rain. They can come out and make your yard look as spectacular as mine looks. And it only looks that way because of them. It's not my green thumb. It's not my green New Deal. 636-757-1600. 636-757-1600. That'll get the Green Envy folks, folks to come on out. Tell me what the same deal that you gave me. By that I mean a beautiful lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. Thick, lush, green grass, trees, shrubs, bushes, looking perfect all the time. And I don't even water it that much. I mean, my water bill is never affected by my summer watering. I do so little of it. I know that's wrong, but I'm here to admit my failing. But it doesn't matter because of Green Envy. 636-757-1600. Well, I mentioned Alan Dershowitz, and this was during this debacle last night when Dershowitz weighed in on it. And as an uber-libertarian and a liberal that voted for Hillary Clinton and probably for Biden, Dershowitz 
a constitutional scholar, had some advice for those of us in the audience. When I, when I watch this, I compare it to the 9-11 Commission. 9-11 was a real attack on America. And what we did was appoint a commission, a nonpartisan, bipartisan commission of experts that had credibility. They didn't have long speeches like this one. They didn't try to gain partisan advantage for either side. They tried to get to the truth. And people believed the conclusions of the 9-11 Commission because they had credibility. This is a kangaroo court. This is a fixed yeah. jury. This is a group of people who was selected with a predetermined narrative, uh, including the two Republicans. And so nobody should take seriously any of the conclusions reached by this uh, partisan uh, committee. You know, when I'm a jury lawyer and I, I, I know that prosecutions get the last word. So I always tell the jurors when I have my opportunity right. before the prosecutor's last word, yeah. just imagine what I would have said if I had a chance to respond, and I ask your viewers to imagine how different this would be if this were a balanced committee. Exactly. Now, I don't on January and, 6th. Yeah. I don't approve of it, but I want to see fairness and, and due process. And, fairness and due process. You know, they showed selected videos that they've edited. They showed some people breaking in the window of the Capitol. We've always said that those people should be charged with trespassing and destruction of property and fined. And if they got into a fight with a cop, if they instigated the fight, then they should be charged with assault and fined. But no jail time for any of them. None. But the real question remains, where are the people that instigated? Remember this Epps guy? And you're going to hear people question that a little later on this morning. Where's he? He was right in the middle of it, exhorting people to violence. Turned out he was connected to the FBI and he's sitting somewhere in Arizona, but not in a jail cell. Alan Dershowitz couldn't have hit it out of the park any better. This is without question the furthest thing from fairness you'll ever see. It's without question a predetermined narrative. When they started this nonsense, they said, here's what, here's what our goal is, to get Donald Trump. Now let's find ways to get him. It was never to investigate what happened. It was never to truly investigate who was at fault. It was never to investigate why the National Guard were rejected by Pelosi and that nitwit mayor in Washington, D.C. Wow. Remember her? Yeah, Mayor Bowser. Yeah, she and Pelosi rejected National Guard help that Donald Trump offered prior to January 6th in case there was an outbreak. But that will never be investigated. Never. Unless the Republicans do it when they take over, which I would say to them, don't. Let this die its slow death while these imbeciles get pounded at the polls in November. And it's because of crap like last night. Now, they think that you're stupid and you're naive. And someone said to me last night, there are brainless people out there that believe this, what they're saying. I said, yes, there are. But those are the same people who already believed it. So you're not changing any minds. There's not a single person out there, this would be my bet, and I would bet a lot of money on it, that believed going into last night that this insurrection was a fraud, that that nothing was insurrected, and all of a sudden changed their mind last night and believes that Donald Trump should go to jail. You think anybody out there is persuaded that that's the truth? 
No. So it's much ado about nothing, a waste of everyone's time, but we're so thankful that Benny Thompson, who I guess chairs this joke of a committee, which, by the way, is unconstitutional, Pelosi refused to allow Republicans on there. She handpicked Cheney and Kinzinger, two liberals who hate Donald Trump. That's why they were picked. And that's it. The rest are partisan Democrat hacks. And Benny Thompson was chosen to chair this deal because he's black. No other reason. You've never heard of him before, have you? He's from Mississippi. Does anybody really care about Mississippi? I guess if your kids go to Ole Miss, maybe you do. A lot of kids from St. Louis do go there. But Benny Thompson, before this, was, who's he? All of a sudden he pops up because he's going to tell us all that what happened on January 6th reminds him, this poor black man from Mississippi, of lynchings and the Klan. I'm from a part of the country where people justify the actions of slavery, the Ku Klux Klan, and lynching. I'm reminded of that dark history as I hear voices today try and justify the actions of the insurrectionists on January 6th, 2021. Let's see if we understand that correctly. This illiterate buffoon from Mississippi thinks that people marching to the Capitol, many of whom were led in by the police, others who forced their way in, were akin to people in the Deep South back in the 50s who lynched black people and who, members of his own party, who formed the Ku Klux Klan. Let's remember who formed the Ku Klux Klan, Benny. It was you. It was your party. You. Slavery? Well, this country hasn't known slavery in 200 and something years. Slavery? So the insurrection was all about slavery. Notice the themes of the liberals. It's always race. And how can we pick on race? Let's go to the Klan. Let's go to lynchings. Let's go to slavery. Yeah, that's what all those white people want. That's what those people at the Capitol want. They want lynchings. They want the Klan back. And they, damn it, they really want slavery. That's what that idiot started out by saying. Now, only the biggest racist that you know would buy into that BS. And by that, I mean racists who hate white people. But good old Benny, he wasn't done. Not only did he want to invoke race like Al Sharpton in his best race-baiting days does, but the race-baiting Thompson decided also to threaten us when it comes to the midterms. He cloaked the threat in some sort of Loss of democracy, because remember, our democracy is at stake here. Just remember that. But listen closely to what he said and think to yourself, is he threatening violent outbursts if the midterms don't go their way? The cause of our democracy remains in danger. The conspiracy to thwart the will of the people is not over. The conspiracy to thwart the will of the people is not over. Well, we know that the conspiracy that thwarted the will of the people was orchestrated by you. Liberals who stole the 2020 election, not just the presidential election. Remember, there were Senate races in all of those swing states that were vastly, overwhelmingly voted Republican until the cheating began. It mirrored what happened to Donald Trump. 
So Benny Thompson is warning us that it's coming again. We're going to thwart the will of the American people again. But he wants to make you think somehow it's the Republicans that are doing that. Republicans lost. How did they thwart the will of the people? Wow. It's pretty spectacular. Now, his lying counterpart, Liz Cheney, who really needs to be taken to the train station, as uh, John Dutton would say in Yellowstone, and I'm not advocating she's killed. I'm making a, a joke about it. But she re- really needs to never be allowed to speak in public again. And do you know what? Greg Jarrett, who's an attorney, who's a legal scholar, had the best idea for people like Cheney and Thompson and Pelosi and Raskin and Schiff. All of the people on this committee, Kinzinger, when the Republicans take power, as they will, they should immediately move to expel these people from Congress because of their law-breaking ways. They have violated sections and articles of the House, and they have violated them tremendously during this idiotic process. Expel them for violating that. You need two-thirds of the vote. So if you don't have two-thirds of the vote, then strip them of any committee memberships, which would render them neutered, and you can do that with a simple majority. Greg Jarrett, you're spot on, my friend. That is exactly what Republicans should do. Don't bother investigating Pelosi. Who cares? Let her die a slow death out there wherever she's going to live. She claims she's going to move to Florida. If I were Ron DeSantis, I'd block her. I would claim that uh, there's got to be some sort of state law in Florida where people that you know ahead of time are a danger to your state. You just don't want them to live there. Or make her life so miserable that she'll want to leave. So here was Liz Cheney lying through her teeth and lecturing Republicans. Listen to the lecture from this tone-deaf nutcase. Tonight, I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. Defending the indefensible, your dishonor will remain. You know who's dishonored? You and your dad. What must he think? Now, I know blood runs thicker than water, but if that were my daughter, I'd be forever embarrassed that I raised a pathological liar who is so consumed with Donald Trump that she's her obsession has led her into the nuthouse. Defending the indefensible. Who's defending anything? What people are saying, rational people, is that this was a protest. In, in, in certain isolated instances, there were tussles with police and property damage. Can anyone tell me who was killed at the insurrection? One person. Not the five or six cops that the people claim on the liberal media, because that never happened. One person was killed. It wasn't by the insurrectionists. It was by the D.C. police. A black policeman shot a white unarmed woman who was a veteran who was standing in in the midst of four other police officers. Still no explanation as to why, because no one charged him. He walks around scot-free. Her husband, her widow, described last night as a joke. 
among other things. So Cheney's lecturing her Republican colleagues, who dismisses her, by the way. She's not even Republican anymore. Republican anymore. And Trump will make sure she never wins again. But here she was reading a tweet from Donald Trump on January 6th and claiming somehow that this is evidence of criminal behavior. Donald Trump tweeted that he did not condemn the attack. Instead, he justified it. These are the things and events that happen, he said, when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who've been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Well, that's what she read, but she left one big line out because she claimed that he was in favor of it. Well, nothing that she just read tells you that anybody's in favor of anything. Donald Trump was simply commenting on what happened. This is what happens when you do this. What the hell's wrong with saying that? But here's what he added that she left out from the very same tweet. Go home with love and in peace. Can't have that because that destroys your entire, entire narrative. Donald Trump said go home with love and in peace, but she didn't read that. Why didn't she read that? Here's something else he said that they didn't show you. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. Wow. That excites me to go commit some violence, go kill somebody, go hang Mike Pence. Now, there were some people in that audience that were chanting, hang Mike Pence. But Liz Cheney decided that that's what Donald Trump wanted, that he wanted Mike Pence to hang and said he deserves to. She's quoting some who-knows-who imbecile, she claims, that was in Trump's office. I promise you, those words were never spoken. And we're going to show you what took place at a meeting when five people were present when Donald Trump, days before the January 6th speech, was discussing security around the Capitol and what they all said. But always remember that Liz Cheney left out, go home with love and in peace. But she said Donald Trump never did anything. Never did anything to help Calm the waters. And it turns out he did. But she wasn't done lying. She determined that Ivanka Trump, in a deposition, by basically saying, okay, I accept William Barr saying that there wasn't enough fraud. I accept it. That somehow she had turned on her father and that her father was now aware that he lost the election and yet continued on claiming that he won. That is bizarre rationale, but listen to her. This is the president's daughter commenting on Bill Barr's statement that the department found no fraud sufficient to overturn the election. How did that affect your perspective about the election when Attorney General Barr made that statement? It affected my perspective. Um, I respect Attorney General Barr. Um, so I accepted what he said was saying. Big, big deal. 
So I accepted what he was saying. I accepted what he was saying too. I accepted it as the words of a buffoon, a lazy, incompetent, partisan hack who is virtually criminal in his lack of investigation into the 2020 election. It has come out in droves subsequent to his comments and his insane book that he wrote that evidence was overwhelming. We've got a Pennsylvania former congressman, Democrat, going to jail now for ballot stuffing. But there was nothing to be seen, according to Barr. But how do you arrive at the conclusion that Ivanka Trump there was incriminating, those comments were incriminating toward her father? (laughs) I don't care if Ivanka Trump stood on public square and said, you know what, my dad did not win this election. I wish he'd understand that. That's her opinion. But she didn't say that. She didn't say anything like that. So again, they waste our time with nonsense. Here's what uh, was going on on the days leading up to January 6th. These are the words of Donald Trump, Cash Patel, Mark Meadows, and others regarding calling up the National Guard because they had heard information that there might be trouble. Did you authorize calling up the Guard? And then it became uh, the chain of command went to Nancy Pelosi and to the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser. Did you, as required by law, Authorize that? Uh, 100% and attested to by many people, and they turned it down. Nancy Pelosi turned it down. Mayor Bowser's written refusal, the communications between the leader of the Capitol Police and their chain of command to the DOD refusing our request to allow National Guards men and women to stage on January 4 and 5 before January 6. Did you both ask for the National Guard to be called up? Uh, without a doubt, Sean, uh, we've made that very clear, not just once, but on numerous occasions. We wanted to make sure that there was plenty of uh, National Guard on the ready uh, in case there was some kind of violence. I had a meeting with President Trump on the 3rd of January concerning some international threats. And at the very end, he asked if there were any requests for National Guard support. What was the president's response to you? with regard to the request made by Mayor Bowser? Fill it and do whatever was necessary to protect the uh, demonstrators. Do whatever was necessary. Fill their request. Bring on the National Guard. But this is a guy who incited a riot? First of all, there wasn't a riot. But secondly, who arrives at that conclusion? This is the evidence, not the crap they're trying to force feed you. Harmy Dillon is a very well-respected attorney. And she commented on Liz Cheney's, well, let's say, lack of honesty. Liz Cheney is a liar. This is very dishonest from beginning to end. And it's just embarrassing. I mean, you know, what we are talking about here that's happening in this country is we look, they've had their day. I think Donald Trump is not the president, yet he's still occupying so much real estate. That's all they've got. And you, this is pointing to how bankrupt the Democrats are with their real messaging about the future of this country. This is all they've got. This is, and, and it is kind of sad. I think it's really sad. Not only does, is it all they have, but they have nothing. And she's right. Harmy Dillon is. It, Liz Cheney is a liar. She's a bold-faced liar. She's a pathetic liar. She, her, her demented obsession with Donald Trump is beyond compare. 
even Pelosi, although I shouldn't say that. Pelosi and Schiff are right there with, with her. But all Democrats are. They hate Donald Trump ferociously. And they'll break any law and tell any lie, whether it's under oath or not, in order to achieve their goal. And the goal is, remember the goal, always is that Donald Trump never runs again because we can't beat him. That's the goal. Troy Nels was a congressman who was at the Capitol that day. In fact, was there are pictures of him kneeling down at a window talking to some of the demonstrators while two cops, Washington, D.C., Metro Police or Capitol Police, one of the two, holding guns aimed right at the demonstrator. This is a guy that's outside, outside, without anything in terms of guns, knives, clubs, unarmed, and they've got their guns drawn pointed right at him. Right at him. Here's what Troy Nels had to say about Liz Cheney. Uh, I watched the first 30, 40 minutes, and I can't tell you how many times she used Trump's name. She's not talking, and this committee has no intent to talk about why the Capitol Police was so ill-prepared to deal with that day. Yeah, they don't want to talk about that. The reason was Pelosi. We know that now. We've known it for a long time. We've known it through the evidence. Devin Nunes had to work on all of these investigations while he was in Congress. He's sick of those people and therefore said prior to this dog and pony show, he wouldn't watch a minute of it. But he also understands what really happened, and he wants to know one thing. Who broke the windows to gain to force entrance into the Capitol? Still to this day, they've never been able to tell us who broke the windows. I mean, that's what I asked from day one. I said, look, we know the people that broke the windows broke the law. Who are they? And, you know, we still don't know who they are. So, you know, but what do we do know now, right, that, that's been reported? We know, I mean, clearly Trump had nothing to do with this because Trump's own tweet at the time said, go peacefully. So, and Trump was the one who authorized the National Guard. That now has come out in the last few days. Let's not forget that President Trump uh, also, uh, you know, has had said that at the time. It was ignored. It was mocked. Well, now what happens? We get the actual facts, the actual evidence. President Trump was was doing everything possible in his power to make sure that this was that, that you know that things were handled properly. And look, it's Pelosi is the one that ultimately there needs to be an investigation, but the investigation needs to center on her and her incompetence. And so, you know, hopefully in the future, the Republicans will be able to get control here. And there's going to need to be a January 6th investigation. It just needs to be on the people who actually were responsible for it, which includes which includes Pelosi, includes the people you show on the screen that broke the window that we still don't know who they are. And it includes these guys, these characters that were instigating this, that they know where they're at. There's one guy sitting in Arizona, some guy named Epps, and nothing's happened to him. And nothing will happen to him because he's either part of the FBI, was employed by the FBI on an ad hoc basis, or was simply there at the behest of Pelosi and her gang of criminals. They wanted this to happen. Troy Nels knows that, the congressman. But he also scratches his head and thinks, hmm, I think I remember riots in 2020 that killed people, cost record amounts of money and damage. Buildings were burned. Businesses were burned to the ground. Because it was Antifa and BLM 
They're the ones that committed all these riots in the summer of 2020, destroying our buildings, killing people, killing lots of people, police officers, injuring public, just causing chaos around our entire country. But there was BLM and it was Antifa. So now they're going after some of these individual, these groups that came up to Washington, D.C., that felt an election was stolen, and they voiced their concerns and their opinions. Yes, those that went into that Capitol and assaulted law enforcement should go to jail. I'm a lawman. You should go to jail because you shouldn't put your hands on any law enforcement. But you're not going to see the thousands of people that were up there and hundreds that were inside that building that were walking around doing absolutely nothing. And these individuals their lives are being ruined by a, by an FBI that is just doing horrible things to these people by a DOJ, a corrupt FBI. Enough is enough. What kind of country do we have when you hear sitting congressmen refer to the FBI as corrupt? It's one thing if I say it. Here are people in Congress elected to office calling the FBI corrupt. Now, why does he call the FBI corrupt? Is he crazy? No, because they are corrupt. Everything the FBI does is politically motivated and corrupt when it has to be. The FBI's goal is to ruin Donald Trump as well and never get him back in office, and they'll break every law that gets in their way in order to do it. They're on a political mission. That's what the FBI is. It's a bunch of political hacks. It's not a law enforcement agency anymore because they willingly break the law and they are corrupt. And when they know the law is being broken, so long as it's to their narrative, they do nothing about it. If you don't believe that, ask or answer yourself the question as to why the FISA report or the FISA warrants were obtained based on lies that the FBI knew were lies before they were presented to the FISA court. And the FBI did nothing to stop it. It is the most corrupt law enforcement agency in the history of this country. Even in the days of J. Edgar Hoover when it was corrupt, now going through all the way to today and it's still corrupt and it's always been corrupt, but it was never this corrupt. Christopher Ray is a common criminal who belongs in jail for the rest of his life. And maybe someday we'll get someone with balls in there at the Attorney General's chair who will do that. The FBI works for the Department of, De- of, of Justice, not vice versa. The Department of Justice is in charge of the FBI. William Barr was too cowardly. Jeff Sessions was too cowardly. Donald Trump picked two horrible attorneys general. And hopefully when he gets back in office, he'll get the message. Because the FBI needs to be reined in. They need to be charged, prosecuted, and convicted of crimes. Elise Stefanik, who took Liz Cheney's place had some choice words for Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's sham committee is illegitimate, and its sole purpose is to punish Democrats' political opponents. It will not prevent another January 6th from happening. It is not about finding out why Nancy Pelosi left the Capitol so ill-prepared on that day. And it does absolutely nothing to address the numerous crises Americans are suffering from every single day because of Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi's radical far-left agenda. The truth is, House Democrats have no agenda for Americans and no real solutions to the problems that we face on a daily basis. And they are desperately, shamelessly trying to change the narrative. Carpe diem, 
Elise Stefanik. Now, where was Biden during all of this in the days leading up to this sham presentation? Well, he was trying to pretend to be president. He decided that instead of going in front of real media, who he's mad at, by the way, because he claims they're not being fair to him. Can you imagine this bastard? This media, this fawning media that covers up for his son, covers up for him, is somehow unfair to him. That's the unmitigated gall of the Democrats. Compare your media coverage with that of Donald Trump. But he wanted to whine and cry, and in fact apparently went back on Air Force One to the media section and complained and whined about them on the way to Los Angeles the other day to a summit that no one showed up at. Isn't that hilarious? Even the president of Brazil, who did come, said he doesn't consider Biden legitimate. <laughs> we are a laughingstock, an international laughingstock. So where's Biden? He goes on with Jimmy Kimmel, that noted investigative reporter. And here's how Kimmel introduced Biden. Our very special guest tonight is to sunglasses what Tom Cruise is to aviator sunglasses. I'm proud to say I voted for him dozens of times. You did? How did Jimmy Kimmel vote for Biden dozens of times? Did Biden ever run for office in California? Did Jimmy Kimmel grow up in Delaware? Because there's only three times he could have voted for him, and really two of them weren't even for Biden. You're voting for Obama. So there's only one time Jimmy Kimmel could have voted for Biden, not dozens. Is he somehow letting it slip out that he's one of the orchestrators of the rigged election? You know, I'm out here in California. I voted for Biden dozens of times. You did? Thank you for the admission. That screamed out at me when I heard that. I couldn't believe I was hearing it with my own ears. He voted for him dozens of times. He's proud of that, by the way. So in case you were wondering, Jimmy Kimmel is very happy, uh, for all of you mothers out there who can't find baby formula, he's very happy that you're paying, in his state, $8 a gallon for gas. In Illinois, $5 a gallon, soon to be 5 in Missouri. Jimmy Kimmel digs that. He likes 8.5% uh, inflation. He digs that. He loves 13 dead American soldiers in Afghanistan. Jimmy Kimmel doesn't care about them. He said so. He was proud that he voted for Biden, he said. He loves foreign Drug dealers coming over the border illegally. Jimmy Kimmel's in big-time favor of that. Let's see if they get into his gated community anytime soon. Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want you to have guns. He's proud of Joe Biden. By the way, 90% of this, I'm not even going to call it an interview, even facetiously, of this appearance on this show was devoted to let's get gun control. Let's take guns away. And, of course, ripping Donald Trump. But my favorite part is this. At the very beginning, Kimmel begged permission to ask what he described as tough questions. You know, they're very concerned that I might not ask you serious questions. So I don't want oh, you to really ask serious questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't wow. want to upset them at all. Do you mind if I ask you some serious questions? Because this is um, unfortunately. I never mind having a conversation with someone really smart. Someone really smart. This is the guy that used to have a segment on the Comedy Central, I believe it was, reaching uh, his hand down his pants to his private parts when girls were coming up and asking them all kinds of suggestive questions. This is a guy Biden considers smart. 
Well, he would consider him smart. He probably is smarter than Biden, which is not a high bar. This country is so pathetic right now that this is the crap that you have to swallow. Now, of course, Kimmel's show is watched by nobody. It was a desperate attempt to boost his ratings to have Nitwit Boy on, but no one watches. This this guy who calls himself president hasn't sat down with a news member of the media in 120 days. That's four months. But he went on with Jimmy Kimmel because he knew he was going to get tough questioning. Serious questions, Kimmel promised. Serious questions. <laughs> you want to hear what some of the serious questions were? Here's some of their grueling exchange. Well, I guess, I mean, just to get into it, why haven't we done anything about this? And so you find people who uh, are worried, I believe, that if they vote for rational gun policy, they're going to be primary and they're going to they're going to lose in a hard right Republican primary. Is that your take when you speak to these guys and women behind the scenes that they are? Is there any honesty? Do they acknowledge that they would like to do something? Seems like maybe the party has moved hard right, but I don't know that the people have moved hard. Shouldn't we demand that every senator in the United States sit with those families? Woo. That'd be devastating if he was asking me those questions. The party has moved hard right, but the people haven't. Do you ever get an honest discussion with these damn Republicans? Shouldn't all the senators in the country be required, demanded upon them to visit with the families of the Uvalde victims? What would that do? Would that exacerbate their grief? Would it anger them? What would it accomplish, genius Jimmy Kimmel? Tremendous points, though, Jimmy. Way to ask the serious questions. And then he allowed this to go unchecked, absolutely unchecked with Mr. Serious Questioner. Here's where we are. We have the fastest-growing economy in the world, the world, the world. We have 8.6 million new jobs just since I got in office. Unemployment rates down to 3.6%. We've reduced the deficit last year by $320 billion. This year, we're going to reduce it by $1.7 trillion. Trillion dollars. Right. And so we're the strongest economy, and that's allowed us at least to stay on top of and a little bit ahead of what's happening around the world. Second thing is, look. Inflation is the, is, is, the, is the bane of our existence. Inflation is mostly in food and in gasoline at, yeah. at the pump. That's what kills you because it's well, a little billboard telling you, everyone you every, how expensive but, everything but, is. If Donald Trump leaves one of those Sharpies over for you, you could maybe change the price on that, uh, you know. Bob, we, we could. Yeah. But, here, but, but, but here's the deal. You know, my dad used to say, Every, every family is a little bit of breathing room. If you take and look at all the costs that a family has on a monthly basis, it also includes health care, prescription drugs, child care, all those things. What I'm proposing we get, and I think we can get it done, I'm proposing that we, in fact, reduce the cost of those things. Why should anybody, anybody of you in the audience know anybody who has to take insulin every month because they have sure. type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes? Well, guess what? 
They're charging as high as a thousand bucks a month in some places, average $647 a month on average. That's such an effing lie, it's not funny. I searched high and low for the price of insulin, and nowhere does it average 640 something dollars a month. He's such an effing liar. But Mr. Serious Questioner, of course, is completely and woefully uninformed. So he wouldn't know that. Because his idea of preparing for this quote-unquote interview was, hey, those damn Republicans, and man, I feel sorry for you. What a tough gig you have. And are these Republicans serious? Do they even want gun control? Shouldn't they be forced to sit with all of the families? In fact, all the senators should be. Well, as our research assistant points out, why shouldn't all the senators sit with the families of the 13 dead soldiers in Afghanistan? They were actually murdered by the president. The people in Texas, they had their children slaughtered by a psychopath. The soldiers were killed by their commander-in-chief. Intentionally. He couldn't care less. So what about meeting with those families, Jimbo Kimmel? And I don't care if Biden says that we have the greatest economy in the world, the world, the world. He can say it a hundred times. And as our research assistant says, it's a lie, a lie, a lie. And it'll be a lie every time he says it. Everything he said after that was a lie. 8.6 million new jobs, that's a lie. Those were people coming back to work that he shut down. And how did he shut them down? He lied about a virus that wasn't killing anybody except elderly people with a, a comorbidity. He then locked down the country and closed businesses, all the while giving money, giving money to people to motivate them not to go to work. So when they come back to work, he now claims he created new jobs. That's a lie. 3.6% unemployment, down to 3.6%. No, it might be 3.6%, but you did nothing to do that. Again, these were people returning to jobs that they had under Donald Trump. He says he brags about the deficit coming down. The Congressional Budget Office and every other independent body that looked at that, financial people that looked at the budget, were projecting the budget to come down, the budget deficit to come down dramatically in the first year, 2021, of what turned out to be Biden's first year. But this was all because of the work Trump had done. It didn't come close to the projections, and yet he's bragging about it. And I'm so happy to know that only food and gas are the ones that are really hurting me. Food and gas, you dumb shit, are the most important things a person in this country can have. Because without either, you're screwed. He wants to talk about the price of insulin. And, and uh, my bill, in fact, would reduce the price. No, it wouldn't, you lying piece of dog crap. God, I hate this guy. The world, the world, the world. God almighty. Unbelievable. Obamacare, by the way, is going up. That wonderful insurance program that Biden was a part of, 53%. And we tell you that every day with Jordan Krugman. What they do. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Now here's the peaceful Joe Biden. And what they believe should happen to Biden's political opponents, he and Jimmy Kimmel. I, I understand. 
understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? Well, you've got to send them to jail, uh, you know. <laughs> That's funny. If they're not following the rules, following what rules? If they're not voting for my bills, send them to jail. That wasn't an off-the-cuff remark. It wasn't intended to be funny. It's how they think. His actions have proven it. You don't do what I tell you to do. You lose your job. You go to jail. I'm going to make an example out of anybody who uh, trespassed, destroyed property at the Capitol. You're going to jail. Jail. Jail's his favorite word, which is, by the way, ironically, exactly where he belongs. He is a common criminal, more more than common. He's an advanced criminal. He and his family have advanced criminality well beyond the Clintons and the Obamas even. This guy knows how to shake down foreign countries illegally for millions of dollars like no one ever imagined. And he keeps getting away with it because what he considers the unfriendly media keeps covering his ass. Now, Mr. Peaceful, you know, the guy who claims there was an insurrection and all of these thugs should go to jail. Here's Mr. Peaceful Biden, once again at his peaceful best, calling for a revolution if Roe versus Wade is overturned. It's clear that if, in fact, the decision comes down the way it does and these states impose the limitations they're talking about, it's going to cause a mini revolution. A mini revolution. Now, that is encouragement. I never heard Donald Trump say that, you know, if we don't get this election overturned, we should have a revolution. But Biden just did. If Roe versus Wade comes down, this, these are Supreme Court justices, by the way. This isn't an election. These are people appointed to the court to determine the constitutional issues of the day. But if Biden doesn't like what they decide, he calls for a revolution. That's what dictators do. So if you want to talk about who's up breaking the law, let's talk about Biden, who encourages people to break the law, encourages them. He he did so through his mouth, sake, 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 encouraging people to continue to break the law and demonstrate in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices, even though that is a violation of the law. I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about... Uh, protests that have been peaceful to date, and we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes, and that's the president's position. That's the president's position. Break the law. Break the law. Never mind now that because of what Saki said and Biden's encouragement, we had someone attempting to assassinate Justice Kavanaugh. Thank God it didn't happen. Thank God some security was out there. But to give him more security to the justices? Nancy Pelosi says no. Nope. Now, why does she say no? She says there's no threat. Nobody's in danger. Can you imagine that? Nobody's in danger over the weekend. So what did she do? She blocked a vote on a security bill for the Supreme Court justices. Now, how can you say that no one's in danger over this weekend when Justice Kavanaugh's life and the plot to end it was just uncovered. 
How do you say that no one's in danger when you hear the repeated clip playing of Charlie Schumer threatening both Kavanaugh and Gorsuch? And by the way, has Schumer come out and apologized for that? No. Has Biden apologized for taking the position that you should demonstrate in front of the justices' homes? No. Has Saki backtracked on that? No. Liberals never do. They break the law. They encourage you to break the law. And then they know that they can cover it up. Andy McCarthy has an idea who should be going to jail. He's a former U.S. District Attorney in New York. But the fact of the matter is, at any point since the leak came out, the leaked opinion came out, and these demonstrations started, the Justice Department could have conveyed a strong message to the public that it was protecting the Supreme Court justices, their families, and their homes by simply enforcing the law that's on the books. And they continue to say that, you know, what they're against is violence and what they're worried about is violence. Well, if you allow this to simmer the way they've allowed it to simmer, you're asking for violence, and we almost got it today. Merrick Garland should enforce the law already on the books, but he's not. Now, who do you think told him not to? And it really doesn't matter who told him not to, even if he did it on his own. He's allowing laws to be broken knowingly, and he's the attorney general. If the attorney general of this country allows laws to be broken that put Supreme Court justices' lives at stake, what is there in store for the rest of us? That's how little they care about anybody. As long as they can make their point, they can make their narrative stick, they can get more power, and they can get more money. And that's all they care about. Every time I hear Biden talk about the middle class, when the middle class is strong, everybody's strong. Shut your effing mouth. He's destroying the middle class. He doesn't want it. He wants a country of elites and those who bow down to them. That's all he wants. David Gregory, my research assistant sent this to me. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. David Gregory is one of the most uber-liberal reporters in the history of mankind. He took over uh, Meet the Press prior to the idiot Upchuck Todd. And I guess Gregory was so liberal that even NBC had to get rid of him. But they got rid of him for some reason. He's now some sort of a commentator for CNN. But even David Gregory, in all his liberalness, understands you can't break the law. Uh, This is horrifying. I mean, activism has its place, of course. Speaking out has its place. But to threaten a Supreme Court justice and his family outside of his home is beyond the pale, cannot be tolerated. Every politician has an obligation to stand up, condemn this, and to do something about it. And the truth is that a lot of people on the left who are in political power are being so hypocritical about this. They, they lecture us all the time about the excesses of the right, including Donald Trump on, on January 6th, fomenting mob violence. And yet they're out there countenancing, as they have with statements before, that it's okay to stand outside these people's homes. Never thought I'd say this. Carpe diem to David Gregory, a liberal who probably will be without a job very shortly. But he wasn't done. He accurately pointed out that while there is security, slim though it may be, for the justices, their families, their wives and their children and their husbands have no such security. You go outside someone's house, that is menacing when there's children there who are not protected 
by security. The justices are, their families are not, and they're going off to school in the morning. It's intimidating. And then you can have an instance here where you apparently have someone who by any you know measure appears to not be mentally well. Beyond not mentally well. Thank God they caught him. Let's see what the God, I hope they don't imprison him in Los Angeles County because Gascon will let him out in two weeks. Or St. Louis County, where Wesley Snipes Bell will let him out in two weeks. Or the city of St. Louis, my God, I don't even think he'd go to jail there. If all this that I have brought to you this morning isn't enough to make you spit up your coffee, the level of stupidity sunk even lower, if that's possible, on the view. The great Joy Behor has determined that not only do blacks not possess valid IDs to vote because they're incompetent, stupid people, but the blacks don't have any guns. And by golly, if the blacks ever get hold of guns, the laws will change. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. Here's the bottom line to this. We all need to get off our asses and get out and vote. How can you get off that big ass of yours? You're going to need a lot of help. What does she weigh, about 700 pounds now? She looks like the blimp, a black blimp. But let's just go beyond that. That voice you heard screaming about, that's what happened with the Black Panthers. That's what happened with the Black Panthers. That's what happened with the Black Panthers. That's Sonny Hostin Houston, one of the dumbest people on earth who portrays herself as smart. At least Bahor has never tried to act smart because she knows she's stupid. But to make the claim that when blacks get guns, You'll see a change in the gun laws. Trust me, she says. Take my word for it. Okay, joyless. We'll take your word for it, you dumbass. So I don't know what those black people are using in Chicago or St. Louis or Detroit or New York to shoot other black people. But it's not guns. We thought those were guns. Those little black kids being murdered in Chicago with bullets to the head, those aren't guns. Black people don't have guns. That's what she said. Now you're thinking, Kevin, I didn't hear that right, or you didn't record it right, or you edited it. Here it is again. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. How about the people clapping? That's how illiterate they are. These people are so ingrained in race that anything you say that the poor black community is suffering, oh, my God, yes, let's clap. The poor black people don't even have guns. You can listen and try to find anyone who's ever made the dumbest statement in the history of mankind, and you will not top that one. That one will always remain, at the very least, tied for first. But here's one that gives it competition. Remember, it was just a short couple of years ago, maybe less than that, when Whoopi Goldberg declared that Dr. Jill Biden should be Surgeon General. 
I'm hoping yeah. Dr. Jill becomes the Surgeon General. His wife. Yeah, Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would been, never do, but she, it's, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I thought she was a doctor like, in PhD. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I could be wrong. I thought she was a teacher. Yeah, I think she's, I know, she's, she's oh. a teacher, but. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, you are wrong. She's an amazing doctor. She is? This is how sycophantic Whoopi Goldberg is. She doesn't even know that the woman's not a doctor to begin with. But she said she was an amazing doctor. What, did she cure cancer? She should be Surgeon General if she's so good of a doctor, even though she's not a doctor. And the other people, you can hear they're on their discomfort. Uh, yeah, she's a PhD. Yeah, um, yeah, she's not a medical doctor. Wow. Rather than listen to single-digit IQ people like them, Lucretia Hughes-Klugen is a black woman who's a mother of a young man who was unceremoniously murdered while playing a game of dominoes. A research assistant found this for us. She's testifying before Congress, by the way, in front of the most dismissive look you could ever get from that uh, curly-haired dipshit from Florida. What's her name? I can't remember. But she couldn't care less. As Lucretia Hughes-Klugen testified to some of the most painful, and I mean emotional, raw experiences that anyone could ever go through when she found out her son had been murdered. They got the call. She said her then ex, now ex-husband, then husband, let out a scream that she had never heard before in her life. After we got the call, we was frantic. We called his phone. No one answered. We called even the police. I went to Facebook and I had to ask, is my son dead? I found out that he was shot point blank in the head and killed while playing dominoes. No one spoke up for weeks and the killer was on the run. No one was going to snitch, but that is the street life. Words can't describe how hard it is to bury a child. I ache for anyone and all who have done the same. My son's death was a result of a criminal with an evil heart and a justice system failing to hold him accountable for the laws he had already broken. You see, a convicted felon killed my son with an illegally obtained gun. Our gun control lobbyists and politicians claim that their policies will save lives and reduce violence. Well, those policies did not save my son. The laws being discussed are already implemented in cities across this country. We have decades of evidence proving they do not work. St. Louis, New York, Chicago, Washington, Atlanta are gun control utopias, and they are plagued with the most violence. Carpe quadruple diem, Lucretia Hughes-Klugen. How sad is that, huh? She's telling these idiot liberals, your gun laws that you're proposing are a joke. All of those cities she named, including St. Louis, 
plagued by gun violence, as she described it, and yet they have the toughest gun restrictions in the country. Debbie Wasserman Schultz was the bonehead I was referring to who didn't even watch Lucretia speak. She kept looking down at her laptop. She couldn't care less. That's how liberals feel about blacks. They don't care that your son was murdered. I want gun control. It'll help me get reelected, I think. It's unconscionable what these liberals do to black people. It's sickening. And it goes on every single day. They couldn't care less about you if you're black or Hispanic for that matter. And I keep saying that the awakening is coming. And it's already arriving. While Biden's approval rate is 33%, his job performance, here are the numbers that really should scare you. Now, remember, these polls are always skewed liberal. So for every one conservative they ask questions to, they ask three liberals. This one found 22% of Americans, young Americans, aged 18 to 34, that's the youth of America, college kids, 22% approve of Biden's performance. That's the lowest rating of any age group. 24% of Hispanics, only 49% of blacks. That means 51% of blacks disapprove. That's a first. The black community is still the slowest to wake up, as you can see. The Hispanics have awakened long ago, 24%. Now, we'd love to know who those 24% are. They're probably illegals being bussed and flown to different cities. No law-abiding Hispanic person believes this guy's doing anything worthwhile. But Lucretia Hughes-Klugan wasn't done there. She has ideas and solutions as to how to solve the problem, unlike any liberal. We support the Safe Student Act, H.R. 7415, which would immediately make schools safer. In hindsight, a parkland, we saw failure of the government at every level, fell in the students. Students saw something and they said something. And the school did not act. Police were called to his residence over 30 times and they did not act. And finally, the police did not go into that school that fateful day and failed to protect those kids. We need to secure our, secure our schools and we got to secure this building or like y'all do. What's the difference? We call on Congress to ban gun-free zones, fund nonpartisan firearm education programs like Kids Safe Foundation and non-governmental mental health organizations like Hold My Guns. And in closing, I claim that nothing in these bills do anything to make us safer or address the mental health crisis in this country. Despite living with the heartache of losing my son on a daily basis, I believe it is our God-given right to defend ourselves from any act of violence, making it more difficult or even more expensive for me and people that look like me and other law-abiding citizens will not make us safer. It will embolden the criminals. Gun owners are not the enemies in these gun control policies 
are not the solution. Carpe quadruple diem, Lucretia Hughes Klugen. Boy, she spot on. And they just sat there. These these pathetic excuses for human beings. These liberals just sat there, ignoring her, disrespecting her. They're sickening human beings. And she's so right. F you. We're going to keep our guns. We're not the issue. You're the issue. Ban gun-free zones. I love it. I've always said there shouldn't be any gun-free zones, but I, I like her idea. Let's take a step further. Ban them. And make it illegal for any school to put a sign up saying gun-free zone or no guns here or whatever they put up. Inviting the thugs to come in there and shoot everybody. This is not genius work. This is actually common sense. No one shoots up the police stations because they'll get killed. No one, she said, the security there of the Capitol building. You think some gunman's going to come down to the Capitol? Try to shoot his way in to get Pelosi? Won't happen. Imagine people like Sandy Cortez and Pelosi claiming how scared they were on January 6th. You don't know what scared is, you bitch. You don't know what scared is. Scared of those little kids with a guy walking through their hallway shooting people. That's being scared. You weren't scared. You had armed police, armed guards all over the place, SWAT teams. Scared my ass. You're scared, all right. You're scared you're losing power. That's what you're scared of. And you are losing it. And it's going to be gone. It's leaving you in November. And at that moment, everyone in the Republican side of the House should construct whatever it is they have to do to expel Pelosi from public office. She needs to be gone forever. And Cortez the same way. Any of those people that claim they were afraid need to be gone. Because I got news for you. If unarmed people scared you when you have SWAT teams protecting you, then you don't belong leading anything. If you're that big of a coward, you don't belong leading anything. We saw pictures of Congressman Troy Nels, who I spoke about earlier, kneeling beside a table at a window, talking to some of the protesters through a window. He wasn't scared. He didn't run. You pathetic cowards. Every one of them need to be gone. They were scared. I guess they were scared that that black Washington cop would shoot them, maybe. I mean, he was shooting unarmed white people, murdering them in cold blood, veterans. All the white veterans in Congress had to be afraid of that cop because apparently he hates white veterans, especially if you're female and unarmed. But here we sit with all of their charade last night. Nothing's ever happened to that cop. Nothing ever will. I'm somewhat surprised the widow of the Ashley Babbitt lady didn't go look, go hunt this guy down. I probably would have. You murdered my wife. At the very least, give him an ass whipping like he'll never forget. 
I mean, that's what has to happen to stop these people. We can sit here and talk all we want. Oh, you know, let's negotiate. Let's talk. Let them, no. No. The time for talking is over. The time for the revolution is today. The time for the Civil War is today. No more talking. No more twiddling your thumbs with these jackasses. They don't want to talk anyway. You either accept the way they think or they'll imprison you. They'll take your job away. Do a whole bunch of bad stuff to you. Unless you comply. And you must comply. You must. If you don't, all hell will be hoisted upon you and your family. And if you ever protest at the Capitol, we're liable to shoot you dead. These people. Well, Jordan Krugman is the guy that can help you with health insurance. Biden talked about insulin, right? Call Jordan Krugman today, 314-602-4055. 602-4055. For any of your health insurance needs, health, dental, vision, life, Medicare, Jordan Krugman is my health insurance guy. He's the health insurance guy.org on the, on the internet. He's an independent broker. Plenty of friends and listeners and family members have gone to Jordan and they're all happy. Some thought they had the best insurance program ever. They found out they didn't. As an independent broker, he's not beholden to any insurance company. He'll sit down with you. He can do it virtually. You never have to leave your home. Plot out an idea and a plan that's designed specifically for you based on your needs and your financial situation. He'll then go to all these different insurance companies and get the best deal for you. He's your advocate. That's why he can come up with plans that have a zero deductible. In Medicare, he can find Advantage plans that have a zero monthly premium. All of Medicare, Medicare supplements, Part D drug plans, hospital indemnity plans. Throw all that literature away that you get in the mail. If you're a small business owner, Jordan has saved small business owners tens of thousands of dollars while reworking their health insurance plan to something that gives the employees much better health coverage for less money. So as I say, you may think you have a great health insurance plan, and maybe you do, but don't you want to find out? Is there something better? There was for me. 314-602-4055. That's Jordan Krugman, and that call is one you will never, ever regret. That has the Slayton guarantee. You'll never regret that phone call. It's unregrettable. It's very simple. Do it today. Don't even wait. Don't even go through the weekend. I think you'll be happy. We're back with more of our show right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com in the Window World King's Court after this. I was flying down the highway, weaving in and out of traffic. I was racing time. An old man pulled out in front of me, and I went crazy as can be. I lost my mind. 
I blew my horn till I got close enough to see And what was on his car tax will convicted me I should salute you from this heart of mine Thank you for placing your life on the line for me I'm free I pray that the rest of your journey is a peaceful one And may you take your own sweet time Friday, don't we? You bet we do. Our phone lines are open for you. 636-538-0746. 538-0746. Uh, hopefully you can join us. If you have some comments regarding that crap show last night, I'll try to keep my profanity to a minimum. But when I think of liberals, it just comes out automatically. It's just incredible, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. So we welcome Kevin to the show. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm good, Kevin. Hey, uh, 
I, I always like to thank God when small answers or prayer to, uh, to prayers are answered. So uh, he answered one of my small insignificant prayers yesterday. What was that? That you would feel better today and be back <laughs> on the air. Well, thank you. I appreciate that <laughs> prayer. I, I welcome all prayers. And uh, it was a rough day. Uh, it's still kind of a rough morning, but we're getting stronger. And the nausea has started to subside. And thank God for Alka-Seltzer. And, and as that, that, that guy that calls himself the president would say, honest to God, Kevin, I did pray to God yesterday for uh, you to feel better. Well, for God's <laughs> sakes, you ought to be. He says that a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hopefully God has a sense of humor. He's grinning at you and I right now. And <laughs> <laughs> we're not grinning at Biden. We didn't, but we didn't kill 13 soldiers. So yeah, it's uh somebody said that to me yesterday. They said oh, they're up there all preaching about gun control, but we got a president that didn't know how to control guns when he left Afghanistan. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we know where they are. The guy who armed the yeah. Taliban wants to take your guns away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, and then somebody else said they want to send all these arms over to um, Ukraine, but they don't want us to have them here. So go go figure that one too. So. Oh yeah, forty billion dollars to Ukraine, but nothing to secure the schools. Yep, and and to try to make uh, my God smile a little bit again, uh, I had a a friend of mine that sent me a meme, and it said. Uh, something to the effect of, uh, dear Lord, um, since Jesus was able to, to feed so many with two fish and five loaves of bread, could you please extend our gas tanks for us? <laughs> There's a lot of that going around, but you know, it's, and it makes us laugh, but then the reality sets in. Yeah. But Biden said, yeah. Hey, it's just food and gas. Yep. And somebody sent me another one, uh, yesterday. It was, uh, at a gas pump and the gas pump numbers were, we're going up, you know, a dollar at a time, you know, 89, 90, 91. And it was an auctioneer who was auctioning. He was basically doing his auctioneer thing, doing the gas pump going up, going 89, 89, 90, 90, 90, 91. <laughs> it was just, it was hilarious. It well, now it's like the Christmas, your list of gifts is going to be include a gas card, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Gas cards will be, uh, definitely in, in, in supply there now. But, uh, but hey, Kevin, you know, another prayer that was kind of answered, as I said, um, I'm not going to watch any of that sham last night. I said, but I got two shows that I want to, I, I want to hear what they have to say. And one was, was preempted last night and then you're on today. So I'm listening to what you got to say today, but stupid Fox. Oh, we're not going to show this on Fox. We're not going to show this on Fox, but at 10 o'clock they preempted Gutfeld with Brett Baer and all that. I saw that I was, I was in bed and I was trying to watch hear what Gutfeld would have to say on it, and Gutfeld's nowhere to be found. Brett, yeah, I'll say on. this, though. Uh, I, I did watch a little bit of it on the um, Fox Business Channel, and Bear, who is a liberal who doesn't like Trump, uh, ripped this entire sham for what it is. I, even the Ivanka Trump cut, he said, so what? She didn't say anything incriminating there, and she didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I disagree yeah. with her. I don't, I don't accept the conclusion that Barr – I mean, I accept what he said – but I don't accept it to be right. Well, that was the key words. Uh, you know, when when we live in in the world of key words now, she says I accept what he said. She didn't say she agreed with what he said. Exactly. She said she accepted what he said. Exactly. Well, what what can you do with what someone said? You you have to accept it, but you don't have to agree with it. And yeah, you, and you exactly. Can, and we don't know what else she said. She may have said that. She may have also said. Uh, but then I found out he didn't do any investigation, and I completely disagree with it. We don't know that because Liz Cheney is a compulsive liar who will edit sound bites, leave key phrases out of tweets, as I pointed out what she did with Donald Trump's tweet of the day, 
And so that's what she is. She is a political animal who wants to score political points because she's desperate. Well, yeah, and you got you got these two so-called Republicans on this committee, one who definitely hates Trump, the other one who got gerrymandered out of office, basically. He's not even running for anything, and he's still sitting on that panel. Well, he hates Trump, too, trust me. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy who said, this is the guy who said, we, meaning himself, of course, will do everything to prevent Donald Trump from winning again if he is on the ticket. Who are you? Like, like you just said, he's completely out of office. Nobody gives a damn what he thinks. Yep. My wife and I talked last night, and our conclusion was this is probably going to tick off more people than it was going to affect. It's going to get more people riled up and mad, and they might have hurt their chances even more at the midterms by putting this sham on last night. And even if they tried to do it again, they'd be stupid. I don't know if they're going to try for network coverage again. I think they wanted to make their lies and try to hook the audience on last night. I'll be anxious to see if people watched it. They may have watched it out of curiosity. If they did a second one, nobody would watch it. Well, and I, I'd be interested to see the ratings even at, at Fox. You know, the ratings for Tucker and Laura and Sean were probably huge. And then the minute 10 o'clock hit, the ratings probably nosedived last night, you know, instead of leaving Gutfeld on. What they don't get, and they don't, they really don't get it, and I guess it's because liberals know they have nothing, as Harmie Dillon said, people are worried about gas, food, all the big things, inflation. These are not big issues. This is a nothing burger. People recognize it for what it is. A few people did some property damage and trespassed and got into fights with cops. That's it. That, by the way, that happens every day in America. Mm-hmm. So if you act as though somehow, you know, over deliver, excuse me, under promise and over deliver, isn't that the salesman, salesman's creed? And they mm-hmm. over promised and under delivered. Exactly. And and some of the camera angles on the on the little bit of clips I saw last from last night, they had teleprompters. And the one part I watched was Liz Cheney. And you can watch her eyes going to the teleprompter, reading what she was saying. You know what, Liz, if you're not good enough just to sit there and say it from the top of your head, I ain't listening to you. Well, they all do that. Mr. KKK and the lynching and the slavery guy and the bigoted. Oh, you know they had to have that all typed out and written for him. Oh, There's of no course it was. Uh, these, 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 these bigots, they're such racists. They just can't stop stirring racial animosity every chance they can. Most of the time it comes out of the mouths of white people, but black people do it too. And there's a good example. And that's why I like Trump. I mean, he used teleprompter, but so many times he would go off to the teleprompter and he'd even kid about it going, hey, read this. Let me tell you what I really think. You know? Yeah. And, and many times I don't mind them reading a teleprompter, uh, except when it's something that's supposedly coming from the heart. Then, then it's as phony as the door, the, the day and is And then long. it's where you can tell the difference with Trump. He'll read that stuff, but when it's, he suddenly goes, wait a minute. This has got to come out of me from the heart. And you can tell he goes off that teleprompter and just starts talking, you know. And I'm sure the teleprompter operator goes, now what do I do? <laughs> you know, so. It's unbelievable. It, yeah, it's it's just it's just it's just very sad when we when we see what's uh, what's going on there in, in, in D.C. and in these other places. And it just keeps getting worse. And, and you're right. At what point do uh, do people start to have enough of this? And I, I think last night I, I hope backfires on. Well, I hope it does, too, and I think it will. Like I said earlier, there is nobody out there that thinks differently about what was or wasn't happening on January 6th today than they thought yesterday. The people who were going, oh, yeah, we hate Trump, they hated Trump before last night. The people who are saying this is much ado about nothing felt that way before yesterday. And, and Kevin, I can't remember who said it but from the other side, but they said – 
to the effect, this isn't your father's Republican Party anymore. And I just started laughing, and I'm like, are you looking in the mirror? Well, that was Biden who said that. Oh, yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, like, he said that He said that on the Kimmel debacle. This, yeah, is, this you isn't your father's Republican Party anymore. These are MAGA people. Oh, okay. So people who want America to be great are somehow uh, uh, supposed to be a, a negative connotation? Interesting that he would take yeah, that – that tactic. And no, that's, got, that's his creation. For, he he came got, up with hating I, mega people, so he's going to say it every time he can. He thinks it's clever. Yeah, and I got an idea for Joe. He can maybe help Hunter make some more money. They need to sit down together, and they can write a book of all the sayings that his dad used to say. Because every time I hear him, it's my dad had a saying. My dad had a saying. It's like maybe you need to write a book all your dad's sayings. Yeah, I'm so sick of his dad. My dad used to tell me, "Oh, shut up." Mm-hmm. Your dad? Well, didn't Bo tell you? What did Bo have to say? By the way, did you know that Bo's dead? My son died, so I know what all these grieving military families and these kids in these schools are going through. No, you don't. Your son wasn't murdered. Yeah, it was, it's 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 just terrible. But it, it's always the you know the cliches with him, and they used to beat up Trump for saying some cliches or whatever. But with him, it's constantly my dad, my son, this or that. But he never talks about his son's Hunter, though, does he? It's always about Bo. It's never about Hunter. Hey, Hunter used to say, "Hey, Joe, uh, or hey, Dad." Uh, I'll, I'll get you 10% and um, I'll see you in a week. I'm going to snort somewhere for a while. You, you don't hear him talking about that thing, do you? That's about the way it is, though. So there were some yeah. reports leaking out the other day that he's, Hunter is advising Daddy O on policy. Can you imagine? <laughs> no wonder it's such, it's such a crap shoot over there. But he's not advising him. Obama's doing it all. Hunter yeah. may advise him, but Obama pulls the strings. Yep. Yeah. Well, watch out the border. That's my last comment I wanted to talk to you about. Watch out with the border. You know, 15,000 coming up towards the border. My comment is, if there's 15,000 people walking up through Mexico, where are they getting water and food? Soros. It's all coming from Soros. I'm sorry, Kevin. It's all coming from George Soros. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. I mean, because where are they getting this from? Is the Mexican presidents, you know, telling the... People there, you know, hey, hand them water bottles as they walk by. Or let them come in and use your bathroom. And it's also my things. contention that a lot of these people that are walking uh, who look like they're 600 pounds and then little kids, they're not walking. They're walking for the camera, and then after that, they're in a car. Yeah, it's it's there, there's <laughs> it's just you got to start looking at these things with with a with an with an open eye and going, how is this happening? How are these many people moving this way? Can you imagine fifteen thousand people walking from here to California? You know, imagine fifteen thousand I mean, people at Bush Stadium walking from there to Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> they they couldn't make it. Yeah. So it's it's it, you know, people wake up, you know. So th- that was the last thing I wanted to bring up was the border thing because it's 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 still crazy and out of hand and. And as me and some of my friends were saying is, where are all these people coming when they're coming in? You know, what jobs are they working in? Where are they getting money? Where are they staying? And well, we have, know. Have they're, you getting really flown, seen they're getting flown all over the country. And they're getting free hotels paid by or for by you and me. Yeah. And that really that really turns me on. All right, Kevin, yeah, good free. stuff. Hey, have a good one. And God bless you, brother. I'm glad you're feeling better. And uh, we, we hate when you miss the show. Maybe you can tell your research assistant to pop on facebook or something and just put out there kevin's out today so we all don't worry about you <laughs> i appreciate that we worry when you when there's dead silence on your show we worry kevin <laughs> i'm sure we all do i appreciate that kevin thank and, you and for what it's worth if you need a fill-in just give me and cleo and dave a call we'll just have a round table when you're out How there about you that? go there you go <laughs> all right, all right care, thank kevin. you bye-bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. it used to be that way when i was doing sports when i miss a day people did he get fired and I'm like, well, can't I just take a day off? 
But I understand when you're swimming upstream and defending the right way of thinking like we are here and all the good people who think the same way. The voice is in the wilderness and it's a lone one. It's a lone one. Carrie Severino is a woman who um, is, is, I think she's very important. And, and, and why I, I say that is because she's president of the Judicial Crisis Network. It's an advocacy group, but they're committed to the Constitution and the founders' vision of a limited government dedicated to the rule of law. That's what they go by, and an impartial and fair judiciary. She is very concerned, and she said so, that Merrick Garland, who, by the way, served in the same D.C. Appeals Circuit Court with Mer- uh, with um, Brett Kavanaugh, same one, has not given him any, any whatsoever protection. She said it's a serious issue that he's ignored for this long. Now it's grown in magnitude. Why can't he say to the protesters, you're now on notice that we've let you walk around here. We're going to be starting to prosecute you, so please leave or we're going to be arresting you. It's really that simple. And I don't understand the animosity directly aimed at Kavanaugh when it's Justice Alito's memo that was leaked. We don't know how Kavanaugh might vote or what would have voted. But it was Justice Alito's opinion. But why Kavanaugh? Because Chuck Schumer told all the liberal psychopaths, come after come after Gorsuch and come after Kavanaugh. You've unleashed the whirlwind. The fact that this guy hasn't come out and apologized, now, they, they talk about Trump. Trump should have said, you know, go home peacefully. He did say that, by the way. But let's just say he didn't. They're screaming about him not having said it, even when he did. Schumer has never said anything like that. He's never said what I claimed for Justice Gorsuch and Kavanaugh was wrong. I should never say anything like that as long as I live. All right, our research assistant has some interesting takes on this, uh, the truth of January 6th, and she's on with us now. What do you have for us this morning? (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, I wanted to, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but I didn't give you the details on it. There's a, there's a website. If you go to www.j6truth.org, and uh, there's a ton of video on there that were individual videos that were taken by people that were there on the 6th. Um, stuff that, that Nancy Pelosi refuses to show and that the committee refuses to show, um, the stuff that she's keeping hidden, basically. And at the very top of that page, there's a, a documentary that one of the prisoners that's been in there for, you know, in solitary confinement, he's been in there now, it's like, I don't know, 546 days or something, based on the last time I heard him speak. It's it's over 540 days um, in solitary confinement. It's it's it really it's amazing to hear him speak. He's very um, his faith is off the charts. He's so incredibly spiritual. He spends hours a day listening to Christian radio and reading the Bible, and um, he's so uplifting just to hear him speak whenever he's interviewed. And his dad. What is his name? Uh, his name's Jake. I'm looking for his last name, Jake. Uh, well, there, there's two two famous Jakes. The one Jake is the one that came in with uh, 
with the horns. You know, well, there's guy, there's the there's uh, there's Big Jake. John Wayne was Big Jake in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not assu- him. I'm assuming that's okay, not him. So, yeah, and then there's the Jake uh, Jake Angley, I think, or Ainsley, or something was his name. The guy that came in with the buffalo horns and the fur and all that stuff. This is another guy. Um, I can't think of his last name, but his dad raised the money and paid for this documentary. Uh, it's a little over an hour long, and it's um, uh, it's it's fabulous. Where can it's, people watch it? J six Truth dot org. J six is great... is one word. J six Truth dot org. Yeah, the letter J, the number six, T R U T H dot org. And um, it's called The Truth About January 6th Documentary. And then while you're on the website, there'll be all kinds of things, all kinds of info on there. What does the documentary Um, entail other than talking about – obviously, it's going to talk about the imprisonment of his son. But what what things are on earth there that we're never going to find out otherwise? uh, It's it's not so much about about his imprisonment. It's more – it's video of what happened and explanations of – things that they point out to you, different people on the video. Uh, one of the people that you never hear about is that uh, Rosalind uh, Boylan, I think was her name, that was also yeah, killed. She, that she was beaten to death by the a, cops. Yeah. Uh, Lila Morris is the Capitol Police officer that beat her. And after she was not, she was no longer moving. It shows in the video. You can see it. She just keeps beating her, beating her with her nightstick or whatever they call it. Um you never hear any of that brought up. Nothing. Now, what other you things? What other things do they unearth? Uh, well, they show um, as as they're talking about it. There's a, a gal from the Gateway Pundit, one of their reporters, and she sort of narrates part part of it. Jake's dad narrates part parts of it, um, but they really point out different things to you that. Uh, like where all the violence took place was on the Western side of the Capitol in the tunnel and all that stuff on the other side where they show everybody entering, like when it first started and, and Ray Epps got everybody to knock down the, the, um, Oh, the barriers and stuff. Once he got them to knock that down on that side where they went in there, there wasn't a whole lot of violence. It was on the other side where the cameras weren't. And that's where all the violent, most of the violence took place with the Capitol Police. Well, that'll be fascinating. So, so it's on j6truth.org. What's the documentary called? I, I think it's just called The Truth About January 6th. Let me okay. Real quick. Yeah. The Truth About, uh, about January 6th documentary. It's right at the top. There's a donation page. And then also, if, if, if we have any listeners that are on, um, that are on Telegram, there's a Telegram channel on there that's called the Prisoner's Record, and they do a, a prayer service every night for the prisoners. And as you know, this is one of my one of my huge things, one of my huge sticks in my craw because I, I don't see Congress doing anything about it. I've called Holly's office several times about this. I've called um, they they just they do nothing about this. And what's going on with these prisoners is they are political prisoners. They call it DC Gitmo that they're staying in, and they treat them. They treat them worse than. It's 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 so wrong the way that these prisoners are treated. They can't see their families. They can't. Um, 
it's it's hard to believe that it's actually going on in this country. This is like something out of North Korea or China, the way they're being treated. And a lot of the D.C., the, the um, corrections officers that are in Gitmo, D.C. Gitmo there, they're foreigners. They're not even Americans. And they absolutely despise Trump supporters. And so the things that they say to them, um, the things that they do, you can get on there and you can hear all, a, a lot of their stories, the way that they, they've got them imprisoned with a little two-inch mat or mattress, I guess, that's on the floor with a toilet. That's it. They've got their roach infested and they have one single light bulb that hangs down. And it's, it is really, it's really it's so wrong. I can't believe that it's actually happening in this country. Well, folks, give it a look. It's at j6truth.org, the truth yeah. about January 6th. Great stuff. Anything else? Um, right now, that's the only thing that I can think of because, of course, that's my main thing all the time. There was something else that I wanted to talk to you about, but I don't have the details, um, which I'm looking for. Uh, when Biden was on with Jimmy Kimmel talking about the whole insulin thing, it was a flat-out lie. It's a flat out lie. When I get the, when I get the deets, I'll send them over to you. Um, but Trump actually had a program worked out with some pharmaceutical companies on the prices of insulin. And, um, you know, cause we're, we sell insulin to foreign countries and other places at a much lower rate. And so he had a deal worked out with big pharma on that, that he was getting ready to put in place. And the day that Biden got in, that was one of the other things that he dismantled. So when he and I'll get the details for you so that you can speak. Good. We fast. appreciate that. That'll be fantastic stuff because I knew he was lying about the price of insulin. All righty. Totally. Thank you. Thank you, R.A. All right. OK. That's our research <laughs> assistant. Hey. Good stuff. OK. Nine, uh, three, six, three, six, five, three, eight, zero, seven, four, six. Six, three, six, five, three, eight, zero, seven, four, six. That's fascinating. So rather than watch. What these puppeteers are putting on television, go to j6truth.org and watch that documentary because that one will bring you the truth. And I guarantee you there's not one thing in that documentary on j6truth.org that you'll ever see from Pelosi's band of thieves and criminals. Not one. Sad, isn't it? It is very sad. Well, folks, to tell you the truth, um, I probably shouldn't have even done the show today with the nausea issues, and uh, but I felt like I owed it to you to be here, especially after what took place last night. So I'm going to wrap up a little early today and uh, get some rest. That's what the doctors always tell you, right? Drink water and get plenty of rest. So that's what I'll be doing. And I appreciate your patience. We'll be feeling better by Monday and back fighting the good fight again on Monday, the day the liberals created, so we hate that day. But uh, have a wonderful weekend. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Ah!